My novel Finding Home is available for purchase on February 20th in everywhere that books are sold. One reader called it a spiritual experience embedded in pure drama. And that's exactly what I wanted to do. Tell a fantastic story, but reveal all the layers of spiritual truth that were in the prodigal son parable when Jesus told it. But we miss it with our Western eyes. You will be amazed at the Father's incredible love for you. You can find out more on my website, susankamacias.com backslash finding dash home. Welcome to episode 302 of the We're Not Done Yet podcast. Just starting out season three, where I am talking to you empty nest moms. Um, those when we feel like we've had a call in our lives, when we feel like we want to do things for the Lord, but not quite sure if we've waited too long or we've gotten too old. Here's a little... Um, going to let you in on the answer before we even talk about it today. No, you're not too old. And no, you haven't waited too long. And neither have I. You know why? We're not done yet. So today we're going to talk about the idea of are we ever too old to be called? Have we ever waited too long to answer what um, to that place in our heart that God has put a message or a desire or a way to serve him and serve others? You know what? Lori Ingalls Wilder wrote her wonderful Little House on the Prairie books in her 60s. Anna Mary Robertson Moses, who you probably know as Grandma Moses, did not start painting until she was 78. And in the Bible, Sarah got pregnant at 99. Moses led God's people out of Egypt when he was 80. And then 40 years later, Caleb led them in battle when he was also 80. I'm closing in on 60. But I often feel too late, like I've waited too long, I'm too old, I should have published multiple books by now, I should have established a speaking ministry already, I'm too old for anyone to want to listen to me, I must have failed the Lord by not doing His work sooner. But then I'm reminded, usually by the Lord, that that would be saying that my years of family building and motherhood, marriage preservation, hospitality, homeschooling, Bible study, blogging, all of that wasn't His work. And when I stand back, I can honestly say, I don't believe that. I can also say it doesn't actually feel that way, though. And and even though I know better, it's because what I know and what I feel can be very different things. You? Does that ever happen to you? I hold a clear memory of a moment that crystallized all my doubt. I can pinpoint the exact spot on the highway I was driving as I was listening to a podcast interview of Beth Moore. And she did not say anything wrong. Let me put that out in the beginning. Yet her words washed over me with waves of doubt and self-crimination and too lateness. Her focus was calling on the young generation. Every word was good and true. She encouraged the young leaders to stay faithful to the word, to, to follow the ministry that they had been given, to continue it was all good. And and those young women, they need to step up and be the next ones to speak valiantly for Jesus. Yet, I couldn't stop my flow of tears. She was calling up youth, and I haven't even gotten started. Why should I even try? I should be at a place to mentor others. And I'm trying to begin. I could clearly hear the voice of my inner critic. And trust me, she is mean and she is loud. I had failed. I dropped the ball. I'm not needed anymore. I should get out of the way for the younger generation with the years of service ahead of them. 
where do those doubts even come from? Because the Lord's not given me that message. Is it the world? Is it my enemy? Certainly the enemy resists anyone proclaiming to truth, even someone that might be a little late. And our culture values youth, which might explain why so many expensive creams exist that I'm always tempted to buy to get rid of my age spots and my wrinkles. In the moment of my despair and almost quitting right there in the middle of the highway, um, I needed truth. I needed some glass glasses to clarify and see what God's plan was for me. And mean that, that analogy works so well for me because one thing that my old age means is that I just don't see very well anymore. I cannot function without my glasses. I cannot make coffee in the morning. I can't read a menu. I can't even really, I shouldn't drive. I can't see TV. I can't do any of those things without my glasses in order to see clearly. And sometimes my spiritual vision needs as much correction as my physical does. So after I'd cried and moaned and complained for a while, I finally started to pray for that spiritual correction. And I asked the Lord to show me truth. I told him, right now I'm tempted to go home and watch a movie and get out of the way of the girls getting started earlier in life. Jesus, am I just too late? And I'll tell you, I didn't receive an immediate response. However, over the next few days, my faithful Abba challenged me with what I observed in the Bible. He showed me case after case that he does not just use the young. He promised Sarah that she would bear a child, but then she still endured years of barrenness. Sixteen more years went by without the promise being fulfilled. In fact, it wasn't until she'd gotten all the way to the other side of menopause, and then God planted life in her. The Lord sent Moses from Pharaoh's palace, his place of power, sent him into the desert and waited 40 years until he turned 80 to use him. Anna and Simeon in the New Testament, we don't know much about them, but we know they were old. They'd spent their lives serving in the temple. And in the twilight years, they were allowed the privilege of being the two that recognized the divinity of Jesus when Mary and Joseph brought him to the temple to um, have him circumcised. And they were the only two that recognized his divinity. And both of them are advanced in years. So God does use youth. We see that in scripture, Samuel, Jeremiah, David, they were all commissioned very early in their lives, but that's not the only method. And it's not even the preferred method. The Lord isn't limited in the way people are, which can be frustrating to us as humans because we like to discover the way, right? Then we can develop a program, we can write a book, have membership, all kinds of things and teach people the way things work. The Lord must just laugh at us. He is the way, but his methods defy limitation. He does call young women to ministry. And as a Titus 2 woman, Beth Moore was doing exactly what she should on that podcast and telling them and nurturing them on how to have a faithful ministry through their years. But that's not the only message out there. That's not God's only method. Jesus uses young women and old women. Think about the example of Corrie ten Boom. She became an international minister. She traveled all over the world, went into to prisons all over the world, and serving the Lord and proclaiming his name. 
And But it did not happen until she had survived a concentration camp in Nazi German, Germany. She was imprisoned at the age of 52 years old, and it was for hiding Jews in her house. Her, her testimony through her years of her story touched so many hearts. And the book, The Hiding Place, was very pivotal, pivotal in my life. In high school, it changed how I saw the Lord, and it changed what it meant to be a Christian to me in so many ways. It awoke something in me that was not there before. But before her horrific experiences later in life, she... Um, she had lived very quietly and faithfully for Jesus. She'd never married. She'd worked as a watchmaker. She was the first woman that was certified as a watchmaker in Holland. She'd ministered to handicapped children and to her many nieces and nephews and her extended family. She had loved the Lord and been active in her church. And every single moment of her unseen life that occurred before she had that ministry, trained her in ways she couldn't have imagined God was going to call her to do. And the same is is true with us. We have no idea how God is using our lives to train us for what he has in the future. You know what? If we are going to be able to, to sit here at our age and not feel too old and not feel too late, Let me just say it personally. I am going to have to accept God's timeline for my life. I've quietly served my family in the hidden chapel of my home. And probably a lot of you, if you are homemakers, you've done the same. Maybe you had to work outside of the home too, but your real ministry was to your family. We have been about the Lord's work right here in ways that were never seen. We've earned doctorates in caring for others. We've worn multiple hats. The idea of the logistics we have learned of keeping a family fed, laundered into practice and have studies and have everything done that needs to be done. I mean, think about all the things we've learned. Our pains and disappointments have also educated us. Our mistakes taught us deep wisdom. Our regrets build tolerance for others' mistakes. Our redemptive Lord wastes nothing in our lives, no matter what we have gone through. When we lay our worst moments and aching hearts at His feet, He can transform them into a beautiful ministry of love and grace for others. He is a redemptive God. He can bring beauty from the ashes of a failed marriage, from our story of children who've walked away from the Lord, from financial ruin. Even if we spent years living our own way, and now, looking back, we now wish that we'd serve Jesus in those years, we have a very powerful message for the generations after us. Our regrets hold truth to share, not to be hidden. No matter our age or past experiences, ministry awaits us when we follow Jesus now, whatever our age is. Our redeeming Lord takes our worst moments and transforms them into a message of his great love. Okay, sister, what dream seems too old or too far away to still do? You know what? I'm going to be brave right now. And I'm going to tell you some of my dreams and the sense of calling I have in my life. And I want to do this so that you'll be brave and tell me yours as well. Do it on, um, you can do it on Instagram where I have stuff posted about this. Um, On my website, there's a page for the podcast. There's a blog page about this. Any place, post your comment. Tell me what your dreams are. I'd love to cheer you on. Here are some of mine. I want to publish a set of books that are novels that bring the parables to life. 
I've already written the entire first novel, but it does not fit into the genre categories of the modern publishing world. And I think I'm going to have to self-publish, and that scares me, and I have to learn how to do it really well for it to even get out there. So that's one of my dreams. I'd like to publish printable Bible study sheets on my websites that would lead people through the way that I take Bible notes that have helped me see connections from one verse to another. I'd like to figure out how to communicate that. I'd like to be faithful at this podcast. I I was going to take a one-month break in June, and that stretched for five months. And um, I have to really kick myself to get myself back up here in podcasting again. And I want to be faithful at this to speak. Maybe it's to one. Maybe it's just to one person that needs to hear it, but I want to be faithful. And about speaking, I love to teach. I love to speak and speak and speak to groups of people. Um, It's just a joy. I feel the Lord's joy, kind of that um, Eric Little quote of, when I run, I feel his his pleasure. And that's when I teach, I feel his pleasure. But I don't have anything on the calendar for the next year. So I'm, I'm hoping the Lord will open doors for me to get to teach women about him more and more. And I want to move boldly into a shift in ministry I think the Lord is pointing me towards. And I want to not hang back in fear. Do you ever do that? I just, I'll, I'll doubt things for so long that I don't get started. I don't have time anymore to do that. I don't want to do that. I want my age to be something that motivates me, not that gives me an excuse. Did the Lord give you a vision of ministry or areas to work in years ago? Or is there something new he's birthing in your heart? Can you see a place to fulfill that call now? Share it with me. I would love to cheer you on and help you get started. You know what? It's okay for us to be messy and awkward. And it's okay if nobody notices. Do it for Jesus. Let Him do whatever He wants with you and with what you have for Him. Because you know what? You're not done yet, and neither am I. Father God, eternal, amazing, redemptive, creative, not bound by the limitations of our bodies or our minds or our age. Thank you for what you have put in us. May we be faithful to serve you, to share you, and to tell others about you in every way that you give us to do so. We love you, Jesus, and we need you. Amen.